Listen, guys, I just wanted to, sometimes I like to start straight out of the gate with a call, cold call. But I have a very special variety of things on the plate for today. The plate has (laughs) a cockroach infestation. That is currently plaguing the home of sound engineer Dustin Marshall. You know, right now I feel like Dustin is feeling a little bit like our Lord and Savior Tupac Shakur. <laughs> you can see it in his eyes. He walked in uh, the door of the Staples Center. I looked him in the eye, and his eye—one of his eyes—said, and then the other eye was like, "No, thank you." I was like, "Do you have a cockroach problem?" His eyes were like, <laughs> "Fucking shut up!" So, I also have another living, breathing item here in the room with me and that's my dog as well as a special guest special guest he's followed murderers very closely gaining access to high security prisons hey are you familiar with the prison industrial complex Because that's a phrase that everyone said a lot when I was in college. A lot of grassroots activists, a lot of organizers, very much disappointed in the prison industrial complex. Let's call it pick. Do people do that? Let's start. Um, Josh is here to discuss with us his documentary film, Lost for Life. I've seen it. A lot of my friends have seen it. I think across the board, everyone was completely floored by the documentary because it looks at um, people imprisoned for life for murder. It looks at some of the causes. It looks at, you know, is there is rehabilitation an option? Are people just pure evil beyond repair? It's it, it shook me to my core. It made me turn my back on my liberalism and think that, yes, evil exists and people should be... <laughs> Should, in fact, be locked up for life. And you know what? My dad is a criminal defense attorney, retired. But it really did honestly shake me to my core. And you think, fuck, some people are so severely damaged that will they ever be able to participate in society again? Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) we wanted murder. Well, today we got it. Josh, hi. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jules. (laughs) (laughs) Dustin. Dustin has his own microphone today. Uh, He will be talking with us about (laughs) his current roach infestation, and we look forward to your calls on the topic. Yep. (laughs) Deep, dark depression happening over there. Dustin was in the middle of telling me about this infestation and I stopped him because I wanted to share it with you guys, the listener. Um, Okay, what I had heard was he was complaining about cockroaches. Then he looked up inside a cabinet. Is that right? Yeah, I like moved. I had to get an apartment in a hurry this year. Can you um, turn your voice down a little? I'll just talk really loud. Is is that better? Yeah, and hold the mic 10 feet away from your face. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So I had to move out of my apartment in like a hurry and I could not find a place. And then in the last, like (laughs) I I had seven days to move out of this place. And then, um, so in the, like the week Friday at like 6 PM, I found this thing on Craigslist. Too many details, (laughs) but I had to move in there in a hurry and I found this place and it was really clean in there. And the guy was like, if you can come back with a hundred bucks, a hundred to throw down on it. This is yours. That's your first sign that you're dealing with a drug addict. I'll do a credit check and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Like a hundred, no respectable apartment. Your down payment is 100. Well, the security security deposit's a thousand, but if I gave him a hundred, he would secure it for me. A what? Or a bag of cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I got this place in like a hurry. because it's all I could get. It's like half my salary. I was like, okay, I'll just deal with it. I needed a place to live or I was going to be, Homeless. So, hey, I, hey I, can you um, slash out half your um, vocal cords? <laughs> damn it! I, what do you? It's just really loud. Is that, is this not me? Is this better? 
I can't tell. Talk a little more. Hello? Wait, talk about your plight a little more. I have a radio voice. It carries through. Oh, please. It's very charming. (laughs) You have the voice of a kid who just drank milk. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a radio voice? (laughs) Is this me? Oh, I I got the wrong dial. I'm sorry. That's me. Oh, uh, maybe this will do it. Yeah, that's me. So oh, I was working the wrong God. one. Oh, Sorry. thank God. Oh, thank God. It was like a knife slicing into me. Okay, so... This is why I mostly text. <laughs> so, anyway, I got this place in a hurry. The landlord's cool, but then about a month after moving in, my girlfriend was staying with me for the summer. She moved to LA. So we're two people living in this place, and then this cockroach started coming out of my kitchen. And then uh, my landlord's like, are you having cockroach problems? I'm like, yeah, actually I am. Because... I'm used to like the occasional like living in Los Angeles seeing one, uh, but so I'm like, yeah. He goes, okay. Well, the people next to you are having them. We're gonna spray. So they sprayed like right away, and then he goes, it'll take like two weeks. They 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 tend to scatter when you spray. So then they come up from hiding. <laughs> they run around their apartment and they die Wait, in the middle of the room. When you, you spray for them, it's just like good morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good you'll morning. usually. <laughs> You usually only see them at night, but if you spray, you they run out all over the place. It's like a few months go by, and they're not going away, and they're getting worse and worse to the, where they're uh, in all my food, all over all my stuff, crawling over my face at night in my bed, on my toothbrush when I wake up in the morning, coming down the shower like like a nightmare. Like and so I, oh my t- I tell, and so my girlfriend was staying with me, and then she's kind of just like I can't. <laughs> I'm like okay, that's fine. So she was gonna stay with me till the end of summer got her own place <laughs> so now I'm, I'm i'm like in this place mm-hmm. and they're getting worse and worse and worse and so i'm like where the fuck are they coming from right this is where i wanted you to start yes. the story <laughs> i wanted to set it up okay and I'm like, I gotta figure out where they're coming from. So the first thing I do is like, I notice the out- outlet on the wall. Mm-hmm. I'm like, has legs crawling out of it. Looks dirty. So then I take my iPhone oh flashlight. Oh my god! Oh my god! And I put it up to the like, you know, the, the ground part of the outlet, and I stick my eye in there. Oh my god! And I just see a hundred roaches, oh like, like that. Oh my scatter. god! So, so the face he just made, guys, for those of you listening, <laughs> is a shocked little face. So the roaches kind of had bug eyes, and they were looking like, mm, what? And they're crawling all over each other. And they were just like, so um, I, I tape up that outlet. I? I need water. <laughs> I tape up all the outlets so they can't get through, and then but that, they, they keep coming in hordes. So then I, I. I I, I was like, you guys need to spray again, but I want you to really, really spray. Like, I'll put my cat up. You guys need to spray every inch of this place because I can't live like this anymore. And they're like, well, it's 50-50. Like, you're responsible. We're, we're, we'll do our part, but you're responsible. I'm like, I can't You know what I would do there. if I was a landlord or slumlord? I would be like, well, what kind of snacks do you eat? And do you always use a plate? Do you yeah. always eat at the table? <laughs> I would just, like, pick away at your lifestyle until I'm like, you're a slob, and that's why they're there. So... Granted, I've been living there for four months, so I get all my stuff out of there. Now the kitchen's bare again. And um, I look inside underneath the sink, and because um, that's usually where they come from. And I clear out every corner. I pull out every box. I don't find a single one. I'm like, what the fuck? I see hundreds. I've seen dozens of them at night. So I go in the well, cupboards. Well, is it hundreds or dozens? I, I, I've, at night, I see dozens. <laughs> I see them running around. I kill a cu- at least 12 to 20 of them a day okay. uh, running around my apartment. Mm-hmm. So I stick my head in the cabinet, mm-hmm. and I take my iPhone light. And I have to like, it's, oh my God. It's, it's like less than, it's like 10 inches away from my face. And I put the light up and I look and I just see a like hundred cockroaches lining the inside of my kitchen cabinet, <laughs> scattering with the light on them. And I'm just like, fuck, I found their nest. <laughs> so I run and I go, <laughs> you hear me so? <laughs> This is perfect music for this. So I run to the grocery store. I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to do this on my own. I, I get two cans of Raid, like the heavy-duty Raid thing. And then I go in there, and I, I put a fucking thing over my mouth, and I just run the Raid up underneath the thing in a line where I saw all of them. And then I just watched like a horror. Like, I heard them. Dro- like, I just watched hundreds of them just go, like, just drop and writhe and die on the bottom of the thing in a pool of Raid. And just... They were raining. You could hear them hit the hit the wood. Ew. Horrifying. And so I'm like, fuck, I found their nest. 
So then I just every day kept spraying there and spraying there. So I've removed everything from my kitchen. Everything is in a corner in my closet with tarps over it. <laughs> and and then I go to my fridge and I'm like, okay, I hope there's none in my fridge. And so I go and I clean up my fridge and I see dead ones in the bottom of my fridge. Yes. Do you not use your fridge every day? I really eat out a lot. Like I, I don't eat at home too much. So there's there's some like leftover food. There's some bread and stuff in there, but I I, I don't have too much food Slob. in there. Yeah. This is all equaling it might be your fault. It's not my fault. It's poor. Um, oh, come on. Don't make me seem like the bag. <laughs> so then I go to my fridge. This is the last part of the, the thing because I thought I found their nest. Can and, you turn your mic down? Your voice is so loud. I'm shocked. <laughs> it's not in person, but. So, you know how you have a rubber lip on your fridge that essentially keeps it airtight? Mm-hmm. Yes. And in my vagina. <laughs> yeah, guys. <laughs> anyway, I saw a bunch of dead roaches like trying to get in the fridge and getting squished by the door. Oh, and I, God so damn I it. So I cut open this lip and sure enough, lining Ew. my entire refrigerator <gasps> are cockroaches. You have to get out. You have to get out. Um, the shitty thing is... If the the landlord is showing effort that they're trying to spray, showing effort, yeah, yeah. motherfucker, be, live in my house with me. <laughs> they have like the legal right to go like, well, we did everything we could, but the problem is, I I came home early to grab something and I saw these little cans of raid, these tiny little cans of raid, and I was like, oh, they left these for me, cool. And then I came back later and they're. If gone. I were you, I would be like, oh, chug it and die. <laughs> I know. Trust me, I thought about it. <laughs> Oh, um, freedom from this situation. So, but you can tell the way the wood looks and the fridge looks, you can tell this has been going on for years and yeah. they clearly know about it. Well, now you know what to look for. But I, I, so I'm basically, I got seven months in the lease. I have a bed. I have some, a TV. Your time's up. Right. I'm just going to camp out with these roaches. Yeah. No, you have to get out of there. I'm going to, I'm going to chime in here. Yes. Josh, Josh Rofay. How come your documentarian. voice is so quiet? I think this might be worth losing the security deposit. Over. Yes. Yeah. Do you want me to give you your security deposit and then you just get out of there? Uh, I mean, I mean, you're essentially my slave. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, if I, if they don't, for every month you don't fill it. If you break a lease, they can come after you for the month's rent. So, how much money do you want from me? I'll take a lot of money. <laughs> Listen. Actually, <laughs> Honest to God, you have to get out of there. Yeah, I know. It's you the really worst. do. Like, just get out. It's it's. These are actually called quality of life issues, in Definitely. which you know you're getting into third world problems. This could be yeah. your new hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Is that all right to say, guys? I apologize if it wasn't. Um, I think we're excited to get. I, I hope that some of the callers have watched Josh's documentary. But Josh, it came out when was it? Yesterday, right on iTunes. Came out yesterday on iTunes. How can people find it? They just search "Lost for Life." Yeah, just go to iTunes, search "Lost for Life." It's also on their movies homepage under the new indie Ooh. releases. <laughs> Got that shit on log <laughs> for life. Um, it is so good. I really recommend Call to you guys him. that. Vincent. Oh, Vincent. Vincent coming in with a vengeance. Yeah? Hi, Vance. Hey. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Do you have a roach infestation? No, I was actually going to ask, like, do you do you kill every bug that you see? Mm, mm, mm. See, that's a powerful question, and it really wraps into Josh's documentary, Lost for Life, in a very interesting way. What's life? What's the value of life? What's murder? What's mercy killing? What's, you know, we're getting into it right off the bat. I love it. Um, I do kill every bug I see. No, I mean, most bugs. There's some, I'm trying to think of a bug I wouldn't kill. A caterpillar, a ladybug. The ones that are in children's stories, I wouldn't kill. <laughs> but anything that has a hard exoskeleton. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes sense. I'm not really down. Do you? See, sometimes I kill bugs and I'm like, was I supposed to do that? Or did I mess up? Like, I don't mm -hmm, know. Mm -hmm. You have a conscience. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Many of the murderers in Josh's film did not have a conscience, but then others did. Do you think you'll watch it? Do you like documentaries? 
it sounds interesting, I think, because actually I have no idea. It's about <laughs> bugs? <laughs> no, it's about juveniles who are serving life without parole. So they all committed first-degree murders. You were wrong, Vincent. They all committed first-degree murders when they were 17 or younger and got sentenced to life without parole. <laughs> Vincent is completely silenced right now. He, he can't handle it. Vincent? I think you hung up. Poor little Vince. R.I.P. Oh, God, Vincent, we miss you. Ethan. Vincent, we miss you. Oh, Ethan, do you know Vincent? No, don't worry. He hung up on us. Um, Listen, are you interested in documentaries? The present industrial complex. Do you have a current roach infestation or a past one you'd like to talk about? These are the topics, Ethan. Uh, I just moved into a new house in Tucson where I'm stuck this summer. Okay. And there seems to be a lot of bugs around here. Okay. I live in a basement now. Mm, It seems like basements really are a hotbed. I know. There's like cracks in every crack of this house that roaches seem to come out of. It's really creepy. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm going to have to get some raid in this bitch. Right up. You seem like a real sweetheart, but I gotta go. I don't know. I feel like I need someone to bring a little certain to the term. Call from Stan. Hello, do you have roaches or have you killed someone? Are you interested in murder? Um, I don't have roaches myself, but I do work at an apartment property that does that's infested with roaches. Okay, okay. This has promise. <laughs> um, we actually have probably shouldn't be saying this, but whatever, I don't care. Um, we have this unit. These people actually moved out early because they said there was a problem with roaches. They live right by a trash chute, so if you go down into the garage, look up in the trash chute, all you just see is the trash chute is moving, roaches everywhere. Ew. Crazy. So if you were... And what's even worse... Oh, I'm sorry. Go yes. Ahead. Well, go ahead. You go ahead. Um, what's even worse is when they fogged one of the units that had roaches, um, they all ran out into the hallway. So they kind of infested the hallway. Oh, my God. How does it feel to be a slumlord? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Dustin, Dustin. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Listen, Dustin's losing it right now because he has an infestation. How is it? What's the best way for him to get out of his lease if he is suffering from a cockroach infestation? Um... I mean, different companies work different ways. I mean, if you can prove that you've had the infestation going on for a long time and really, you know, like they haven't been remediating it, they haven't been taking care of it, then you can probably try to use that. Yes, I understand the word remediated. (laughs) You translated remediated like you were talking to a bunch of dummies. I didn't know what it meant. (laughs) Well, I think that you... um, what do you do now? You're not. You're no longer a slumlord. Um, I'm. I'm not a slumlord, but <laughs> I work for one. <laughs> mm, that's what the kind of stuff people said in the Holocaust. <laughs> they were like, "Well, I mean, Hitler's the main guy. I'm just kind of along for the ride, you know." And then pretty soon, <laughs> six milli, six milli, six milli, six milli. <laughs> That was the little Wayne song, right? <laughs> we're having fun, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, we're getting deep into the show. Josh, is there anything you want to say about your documentary? I feel like you look a little bit pouty. I can't tell if you're mad at me or not. I don't know how to integrate a serious documentary into the format of my show, but I'm trying my absolute best. I hope that you're happy and having a wonderful time here on the show. Meredith. Meredith, you're on with Josh. Well, Hello. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing really well. How are you guys today? We are good, doing good. fantastic, except for Dustin, who's been attacked by cockroaches. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I don't have an infestation. Great story, but I, I just moved to Orlando, mm-hmm. and um, I'm they're pretty prevalent down here. So I'm not infested, but I am living with them. Okay, cool. Um, and, but that's not, 
I, I just wanted to say that because it's the topic, but I do have something else to bring to the table. Okay, but before you get into that, I just want to ask you, if some child is abused sexually all their life, sexually and physically, and then they kill someone, their abuser, do you think it's okay if they're then imprisoned for the rest of their life? I watched the trailer for that. Um, I... I think I was raised pretty liberally. Yes. I think prison reform is pretty necessary. Mm-hmm. I don't think it, I think, yeah, I think that definitely needs to get looked into. It's a part of the justice system that's, you know, ignored. Um, do you, is the uh, director, Josh, does the director have anything to say to that effect? Well, yeah, you know, the, the film really looks at one of the biggest questions is can can these people change and so i guess i of all the people that you know in your life uh caller who's done the worst thing extended friends friends of friends what's the worst thing you've ever heard that somebody's done and do you think that they over time have the ability to to change let's just put even you know murder and horrific crimes potentially off the table for the question Yeah, no, I think uh, I think almost anything is salvageable with uh, introspection and deep psychoanalytical, I don't know. Um, but really, like, you, you think, know, like, if Jeffrey Dahmer had had a good therapist, well, he would have been oh, like, okay. I need to I, chill. I think it does um, depend on someone's... Uh, stability, mental stability, because somebody like that, is, I think, it's, has an illness. But I was watching the trailer, and I, I teared up when um, that woman whose three-year-old was murdered, when she was saying it could have been her 16-year-old at the time right. who had done the crime, I, that cut to the core. Yeah, her name, her, trailer. Thanks so much. Her name is Charletta Evans, and she's one of the most incredible people you'll really ever come across. She did. What about my mom? Your mom's pretty amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Josh. Anyway, I don't know. I'm starting to think that like evil people, some, I, I, and I'm trying to decide how much humor and how much seriousness to apply in this conversation. But I, the movie, the documentary did make me think about how even if someone is very wrongfully abused and damaged, they can become so damaged that they actually can become too harmful to society and sometimes to themselves to just be free. And, you know, I was raised by a criminal defense attorney and a school teacher. I'm very much a liberal person, but I do think that some people, uh, rehabilitation would be very challenging to have a total impact and that they'd always be a a risk to kill again. When you saw the film, Chelsea, when you saw the film, Chelsea, who challenged that within you? Maybe you can tell the... I don't want any murderers to come after me. <laughs> so I can't name them, but I can't name names. No, but honestly, you were talking to me, Josh, about how when there's physical abuse in childhood or even seeing trauma, that the brain chemistry can be changed forever in a child. Yeah, something in, is released in the brain that's called toxic stress or also known as traumatic stress. And it's, you know, we have we have mechanisms within us that allow us to cope with stress that would be average everyday shit and then there's something else that can happen which is either a, a, you can have such a shock to the system or you can have a repeated and prolonged um, shock to the system that then releases toxic stress and the younger you are the more your brain changes forever um, that said there are forms of therapy, something called EMDR therapy, which if anybody listening has suffered any form of trauma or abuse, Google EMDR therapy. It, it, it has the potential to change your life and you know help you rewire the neural pathways in your brain. But How does it do that? Well, I don't provide that kind of therapy. I'm not... Uh, but is it a physical thing or is it a... It, li- it literally... Is it like electroshock? It Actually, and this is going to sound crazy, some of it... I mean, my new doc that I'm just finishing up now deals with the trauma specifically around sexual abuse. And 
EMDR therapy literally involves eye movements and tapping on on your body while bringing up certain traumatic events and that's so crazy is that the light and sound therapy too yes yeah yeah have you done it um he's gonna do it for the cockroaches (laughs) i'm aware of it uh yeah there's actually a bunch of stuff you can you can actually see the actual programs they use on youtube if you if you google this but they 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 they're they put two colors on a screen right and then each side of the screen maybe this is a different style but flashes a different color and because your left brain and your right brain op, um, operate in different ways so what they do is they walk you through this therapy while you're staring at these two patterns of colors and what they do is they try to like make these synapses in your brain connect things and reroute uh over trauma or or two things to help you cope but it's, it's it's this idea that they can like trigger synapses in your brain by flashing these lights and sounds is that one sounds part of so it. crazy yeah. you know it's like i never i i do hear good things about this though i will say that but like it's like you know reiki like how yeah, uh, you this, know like this is not that i know but yeah. it sounds like it kind of oh, and like sure, people sure. deeply believe in reiki and sure. like i've had someone holding their hands uh, you know a half a foot from my body like very seriously staring at a part of my body while they're doing it they're like so this woman would just came up to me in Aspen one time she's like I do Reiki because I was having trouble breathing from the oxygen and she's just like I do Reiki can I and I'm like I guess so you know <laughs> and then she's just holding her hands really close to my arms and like staring at them and I'm just like oh my fucking god and it like I don't know so like but then I feel like when you're desperate enough you should try any number of things and see if anything except Reiki minus Reiki though <laughs> minus Reiki though but um yeah so I I mean it's an interesting thing. I mean, is it come from a science background or a medicine background? Or it's a it's a psychology brain brain science thing. From my understanding, because I I heard about this uh, audio. Move your therapy. mic away from your mouth. <laughs> just a little bit. Therapy. Just a little bit. I don't think it has to be that close to your mouth. I don't know. I'm never on the mic. <laughs> uh, what I understand is that there's like a the way I heard about it is because they use this tone while they flash the lights. Like there's this frequency that's actually like really healthy for your brain when they do this therapy. And on the reverse of that, there's a, there's a frequency that is, can incite riots. And um, that frequency is like, bitch, get on the floor. (laughs) No, I I said fucking get on the floor. You know? And then that's like when your dad is yelling at your mom as a child and you're like, Oh no. And then the opposite (laughs) is like, I love you. I'm your mom. I love you. I won't take this abuse anymore. <laughs> Does that sound accurate? Not quite. <laughs> Honestly, if you're being abused, leave the person. Get help. I hate life. I can't take any of these things. Caller, how you doing, hon? Um, I'm really interested by this. I mean, I know I've just been sitting on the back burner, but I I think it's really interesting, and I'm I think it's glad that. I'm glad that he's shedding light on it. I consider you on the front burner, but like on the heat is on low and we're letting you simmer a little <laughs> a bit. Little simmer. Yeah. We had to put the top on and let it simmer for a second. And but you're right on schedule now to, to be um, a new ingredient. Well, watch the movie and then, you know, <sighs> then email Josh Fine. some dick tell, pics. Tell me what you think. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the, the flight? That Malaysian flight. <laughs> Or I have you talked about that in all of the callers? I bet. No, I haven't talked about it at all. I have no knowledge really about these flights. I don't. I, I was listening to NPR, and I have to say, like, I was listening to NPR for hours, and I still don't have a sense of what's going on. And I sometimes I put NPR on, and it surfaces. It, it functions as like. EMDR therapy or whatever it's called. <laughs> no, it just yeah, it's, it's background. It's like white noise. It feels like white noise, and like I just start thinking about other things. You know, I'm like, oh, flowers are pretty. You know, and it's like blah blah blah, blah Pakistan, da, da da da, and within the tunnels, and blah blah blah. And, yeah, and then it's like, I don't know. I mean, Josh, what do you think? You care about Israel, right? <laughs> Put you in the hot seat. <laughs> you really want me taking the flight? I, I don't know much. I, I read one horrifying thing, which was a lot of bodies were found with a lot of articles of clothing missing, and people were wondering what the hell happened. But That's weird. And then it said that because you're plummeting at hundreds of miles an hour, the clothes, uh. clothes literally and easily apparently get ripped off the body. Jesus. 
Is this yeah. what you were going oh, for, caller? Is this was... hey, caller? Is this what you were going for? This kind of a <laughs> combo. Well, I'm terrified. I was assuming that I don't know. I've been like scrolling through the articles since yesterday. Like, do you live in Malaysia? World War III's impending doom. Oh my God, I can't. No, I'm not like I can't. The world's coming around, but it is kind of scary. It is, and I I just can't do another war. You can't do another one. I can't. I've had it. <laughs> um. Anyway, girl, I guess we're going to go. Thank you for your call. Thank you for taking my phone call. It was great talking to you. I love you as a comedian. Thank You're you, great. young lady. Bye. Well, oh, God. Call from. Lair. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey, is this Chelsea? Oh, yeah, of course it is. Hey. Hi. So your topics are um, are jail and prison today? Uh, that's, yeah, cockroaches and lifetime imprisonment for young murderers. Alleged. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> well, like my family is kind of related to that. Okay. I'm here with They're Josh like, uh, Rofay. Who They're made a it? little bit of like Latino gangsters. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do you have any incarcerated family members? Um, my dad used to be in jail. For what, if I can ask? I mean you're relatively anonymous here. <laughs> kind of. Um uh I think it was domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. Oh no. <laughs> that's a bit of a downer no that's okay and ha- ha- I-, I guess I have a question for you that relates to to this um, what is he like today has he how does he conduct himself oh he kind of just like sleeps a lot now so he's maybe he's sleeping off the anger got it maybe he battled depression it sounds like depression but listen, honestly, um, I don't know. This is, uh, it's just, have you seen Josh's documentary? Uh, what? Have I seen what? Josh's documentary. No, what's that? It's called Lost for Life. It's available on iTunes, and it looks at how many, how many, um, there's a, there's people. over, over, how many people in the film does it mm-hmm. look at? Five people. Five people, young people convicted of murder who are imprisoned for their life, the rest of their lives. It looks at juveniles who are sentenced to life without parole. Oh, okay, that's cool. I um, Is it? When- <laughs> Is it, though? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're learning, so knowledge is cool. Yes, yes. Um, I went to see you in San Francisco. Yeah, hi Chelsea. Hi, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm sitting here with Josh Rofay. He has just put out his documentary Lost for Life on iTunes. I invite you to watch it and share your thoughts on the various social media outlets that you use. But at the current time, what are your feelings on juvenile life sentences? Uh-huh. I have not watched it. I do want to watch it. It right. sounds really interesting and depressing. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, that sounds necessary sometimes. It is all too necessary sometimes. Also, do you think it's necessary that my podcast engineer, Dustin Martian, has an infestation of cockroaches in his apartment? You know, I I know how that feels, and I don't know. Certain people can tolerate it more than others. I have, like, a psychologically crippling fear of cockroaches, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that would not work for me. I once had this really shitty apartment. Mm-hmm. I didn't even really live in it, like, and they had cockroaches living in the walls, 
Mm. And, like, me and my grandma set off roach bombs in the middle. And, like, the first night I was there. Oh, my God. And, and there were roach bombs. Like, they'll die. And um, we decided, because it was, like, 1 a.m., like, well, fuck it. Let's just sleep in the car because we don't want to pay for a hotel. Uh-huh. And I just drove to, like, a nicer part of town. <laughs> and we slept in the car. And we came oh my back. God. And walked in. Mm-hmm. And there were roaches crawling on top of the roach bombs. Oh my so god. They were kind of ineffective. So, did oh that my. mean the roach bomb did not have any impact? No impact whatsoever. Oh my and god. it was really depressing, and we ended up breaking the lease like a day later. I claimed that I was allergic, and the landlady believed me. There it is, Dustin. I know. It's crazy. They uh, not only can they survive nuclear bombs, they're like they're like robots. In a sense, they have photocells on their legs that are like like yeah. plants have. So when a light comes on, their legs start moving before their brain actually does. So they're oh they're God. engineered like these weird they're they're more like um robots than anything they don't have any they just pick up on chemical cues but their legs are actually moving before their brain even like allows them to comprehend which direction they're going it's 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 horrifying it's like a it's like an hr geiger drawing or something do you know what they sing they also did you know that cockroaches are able to sing i did what yeah like at night when in dustin's walls he can hear them when he puts his like ear humming? Yeah, like, like if you you have to use a glass, not like a ceramic cup, but if you put a glass to the wall, Dustin recorded them, so we're gonna play the recording of what he heard, the song they were singing. Oh my god. Hey big hit. I, I totally There's been multiple times for me playing this for an hour of doing your podcast that the second I get in my car, I start crying. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, but think about literally you look into the electrical outlet, you shine your little iPhone light into it, and it's just like... <laughs> that was locking eyes. Honestly, that's what cockroaches need. They need a little, like... They need to appeal to human empathy more. <laughs> <laughs> like imagine if a cockroach colony was in your walls but they were looking at you like we love you we're here because we love you and we're huge fans <laughs> well we've accomplished a lot Josh is there anything that you would like to tell someone who maybe doesn't watch a lot of documentaries or someone who does watch a lot of documentaries someone who watches like here and there a documentary but not constantly (laughs) I have no idea how to answer that question (laughs) well welcome to the world of shitty interviews you're gonna have a lot more of them toots Josh, what's there? Was there anything wacky and fun that happened when you were in the high security presence? No, <laughs> no. I mean, the first times that I went, it was. I mean, it's horrifying. You you realize that it's it's as simple as here's a fence and a bunch of walls, and some. Some people are allowed to leave, the ones who work there, or the ones like me coming in with a camera or whatever. And then everybody else, you are you are not like us because you did something. Or I mean, obviously, the worst nightmare is in some cases you didn't do anything. Um, rare, but happens. And that's it. You can never leave this place. And you've been here since you're 17 years old. And before you got here, somebody you know, abused you horribly and never showed you anything that resembles right from wrong or empathy. And it's just... It's It's a horrible cycle. It's fucking horrifying, you know, when you go to a a supermax prison. It's... uh, You've never experienced anything like it. 
It's, but I it's watch insane. Lock Up all the time. The funny thing is Lock Up, which I love, they've given this wacky, humorous bent. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, like when the camera guy ate their food. Did you see that episode? Yeah, we, I think we were texting during oh, that. Oh, yeah. So it's, <laughs> That's right. It's like, That's right. I mean, that, you know, Lock Up has somehow managed to make uh, prison and jail seem like kind of a silly place well you know? not fully i mean they show people freaking out how about that lady with the crispy hair that works on the show who always has like makeup but super dry crispy hair and oh, like yeah, yeah. you know all the inmates are like i would fuck her like and she kind of knows it. i feel like am i imagining that i feel like she like she works at the angle for sure. She's the lockup sex symbol who's like able to get access. <laughs> and it, like the thirst levels are so high that they're like, fine, you don't condition your hair. We don't care here. We don't care about conditioner. Anyway, um, it, there is in the, um, Dustin, the, if this is about cockroaches, no, fine, but no, that's no. really, <laughs> no, no, I, I, it's definitely re- making me realize uh, I don't have it that bad. So thanks for pairing me with us. But like, uh, <laughs> Uh, in the West Memphis Three stuff, in the first one, you know, it's like when Damien Eccles gets arrested, he's a little smug because he's like this thirteen-year-old goth kid. And then they're like, in the, in the, and I think it's in the second or the later one, they're like, you know, you took a lot of uh, flack for how you behave in the court, and he was like, I was thirteen years old. Like, think about who you were when you're shit. I mean, when but I was you know nine, what? I always think about that. And I'm like, you know what? I still wasn't murdering people when I was thirteen. Yeah. Like, it, there is well, something. He, to, Dustin to, happens to be referring to somebody who was innocent. And, yeah. And oh, oh, yeah, oh, he was innocent. Yeah, yeah. And he was. Oh, I haven't he, he seen was, that. He was eighteen. He I was haven't 18. seen that. Yeah. Oh, he, well, you're right. Yeah, he was but, older, but still very, very but, young. And then you know, but you great see story the interviews of him just getting when he's getting raped in prison and he's on the news and he's just like withering away and he's just like talking like openly about it um but it is crazy that we because like and it's it's weird like ever i think every year of your childhood is significantly like you significantly become a different person so i don't know if it's like how young are the kids in in this um prison like here's the thing there's this misconception in i guess the world at large that if you get sentenced uh as an adult while still a child you're gonna spend you know, X amount of time in a juvenile facility until you're actually an adult. But that's actually not true. What they do is, you, in many cases, you enter adult prison. They put you in solitary confinement Ugh. for upwards of a decade. Oh, my God. That's 23-hour-a-day lockdown. Uh, Jacob Eind of Colorado, who's one of the main subjects in my film, from the time he was four and five years old, his... He was so horrifically abused by his mother and stepfather. His mother used to give him enemas to prepare him for his stepfather to rape him. Jesus. Okay? So that and, you know, all you know, all the psychological abuse and physical abuse that went on for the next decade, he snapped. He, soon after he turned 15, he shot and killed him. And he got two life without parole sentences. And so by the time he entered adult prison, it was a couple of years later, he was 17 years old. He didn't get out of solitary until he was 25. It's kind of crazy because I honestly do feel when I see a child who's abused in that way that they should be able to kill their parents. Yeah. Like, isn't it self-defense? Like, why are you allowed to kill someone outside a bar if they're fucking fucking with you like that? And then if you're a kid and you're even more defenseless, you're not allowed to fight back in the same way as some man on the street could outside of a bar. I mean, the NYPD just choked a guy on camera and and they just like get two months with no pay. It's it's whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't go after the cops right now because I'm (laughs) on a cop show. Okay, <laughs> but it is it is weird that like the, how that the, the emphasis, but like solitary alone, from my understanding, is super uh, horrifying. It's torturous, and they know it's cruel. That's why they do it. But and also, I think for me, just like twenty five to thirty is like your brain actually is developing up until you're twenty five, twenty eight or so, mm-hmm. and that um, when you become around twenty eight, thirty, you enter the state of. It's not like your can, brain completely deteriorates, but you start the decline of entropy of the human brain. So your brain... Oh, my God. So to put somebody in solitary confinement during Have a that great time, week, you know, everyone. This is a depressing episode. But that's, a really, that's really heavy. Um, but I would like to I say, to like, I made, I made a remark, a joking remark about I'm on a cop show. But I will say that, like, you know, like I said, I was raised by a teacher and a criminal defense attorney. So that's, that's you know, in the Bay Area. So that's my 
bias and my slant. Now, to prepare for this season of our show, they had us go shoot guns and we were with, you know, cops and they taught us how to do it properly. And we uh, went through and raided um, or, or simulated what it would be like to go through a building structure and try to clear rooms and make sure that, you know, you are safe and not yet. You know, I mean, it was absolutely gave me a different understanding and respect for what it is that police do. I mean, obviously there's crooked ones. I also grew up watching like the, the fucking Biggie and Tupac. What's his face? Weidenfeld documentary and having all these feelings of, um, suspicion around cops. But you know, when we were doing these drills, you realize like that these are people also, in an ideal case who are risking their lives on a daily basis, uh, to try to protect people. Um, so I don't know. I feel like the older I get, the less easy it is for me to make us a hard stance on something. Like, I just feel like I start to see so many different sides of it that it's hard for me. And that's why I liked Josh's documentary is that it doesn't give you like a, you know, a, a simple, answer you don't watch it and go oh well obviously this or that should be the way everything's dealt with like it's a very complicated system and that's why it's um to me if you look at things on a human level it's very confounding it's like well really i feel like everything comes back to mental health and like having well it's not just mental health because it's also economic it's it's so many different things but it's like you see all these recent shootings it's like there's no there's no value put on mental health in our education system. And there's no value put on protecting children. You see that in Josh's documentary where it's like children are being horribly abused in their homes and they've told people and no one's protecting them. They have no recourse to action. And then there's the flip side with uh, this one particular case that a lot of people think is the most compelling one in the film, which is these two kids from Idaho, a small town in Idaho called Pocatello, uh, Brian and Tori. They were 16 years old, and they got together and decided that they were going to kill their friend Cassie, who... One of them had a crush on her, right? And, like, yes. then she rebuked him, and... Yeah, in, in sort of a... In almost like a subtle way in the sense that he saw her start to date someone else, and so he then... Right, it wasn't even a direct rejection. He right. just took it as personal. Right. And they filmed themselves for a week talking about how they were going to kill her and she was going to be the first of many and so on and so forth. And that video that they made is a large part of my film. I mean, that video is terrifying because, I mean, it's so crazy how detached they are from what they... It's a video after they've killed her and they're in the car and they're like giggling and going, oh my God, we did it. Like, And it's the most chilling thing I've ever seen. And, and they're one of the kids' parents is just this very suburban couple and they're just in so much denial about it and it's just absolutely fascinating to see, you know, this video that to me feels like, how can you watch that as a parent and not have sincere doubts about where your child's head is at? You know, how can you watch that and then defend your child like he's an innocent little lamb? You know, it's just, the whole thing is just, it's pretty fascinating. And they did that, and they did kill her, and, and then that was only, I guess now, that was in 2006 um, when they committed that crime, and they both got life without parole, and in the subsequent, when I filmed with them, it was about uh, five and six years after, after they'd been sentenced, uh, after the crimes, I should say, and they took extremely... Uh, polar opposite paths afterwards one of them well, I don't want to give everything away but w one of them really really faced what he did head on and and the other one um, is in total denial and just trying to just trying, trying to, to trying, jazz, trying, jazz it up, it up. <laughs> Yeah, it takes a strong person to make that movie because I don't have the constitution in me to watch like that video you're describing. Like, I actually probably couldn't handle it. Like uh, early internet stuff. Um, when uh, there's one video I've seen of a guy getting murdered, it's a Russian movie where he 
he holds the guy down and stabs him in the neck. And it's real. And like, what do you mean? It's a Russian movie. It's like a Russian. It's in Russia. It's like a handy cam movie. It was on the internet. There's a My real murder in a movie. No, it's it's just it was on the internet. It's an internet video. Oh, it's a video. And I saw it probably like 2005 or something like that. It's the only time. And like, I just don't have the. I can't. Wait, so, do you call every video on YouTube a movie? It technically is a movie. <laughs> I watched this YouTube movie where a dog went in a swimming pool. It was such a good film. <laughs> <laughs> I directed that one. Yeah. Oh my god, I love your work even more. The range. Yeah, a lot of range. I did used to actually love this video of a dog. It was a dachshund and it was just marching in circles in a kiddie pool. That sounds like an awesome movie. <laughs> if you're looking for a pick-me-up after this podcast, search around. If you search on YouTube for dogs in pools, there's a million amazing videos. How about the the one you sent this morning? The oh my god. Dog? You yeah, gotta, my friend sent me a video of a dog driving a car from New Zealand, and uh, it literally is driving a car. The funniest part is, and she goes, turn, 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 turn. She has to direct him in this high-pitched squeak to turn the wheel of the car. And then when he pulls over and hits the brake, it's like all up on the grass. <laughs> it was amazing. Though. It's pretty good. But it seems also like abuse. It was like for a rescue place, but I'm like, mm. with rescuers like this... Who needs whatever? You know the expression. Guys, what a sexy, fun podcast. <laughs> are people still calling or is that done? You know, I don't know what's happened. Uh, a couple of them are going off, but it's slowed down, I think. Um, I don't think. I think something's wrong because none are coming through right now. try my thing again. Um, anyway, well, we all have to part ways anyway, right? Yeah, I think we got about five minutes. Okay, so the calls aren't coming in, guys, due to the setup by engineer Dustin Marshall. It's not easy. I, I like to always pe- pepper <laughs> these in and see him edit them all out in the final. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> it's not It's not uncommon to edit out when shit goes wrong <laughs> and Call make yourself from. look good. Jacob Watson. Who is this? Jacob? Chelsea, no freaking way I got on. What's up, dog? Not much. How are you doing? Well, we're having a very serious conversation about juvenile imprisonment and um, Josh's documentary called Lost for Life, as well as um, my podcast engineer's current cockroach infestation is in his apartment. So, tenants' rights, ETC. It's a light, fun episode. Did you get my tweet about my good cockroach story? No. Well, perfect. I I have one. Okay. It's not necessarily an infestation, mm-hmm. but Let's it is just pretty get intense it. and gross. Okay. Well, okay, so um, it's Father's Day, like two years ago, and I'm at my apartment, uh-huh. and I wake up, and I realize, like, well, the sun is, like, shining through the window or whatever, and I have time, so I go back to bed. And within, like, a minute of me going back to bed, um, I wake up again, and I realize that there's a cockroach in my ear. Oh, fuck. No. And it has burrowed its way in no, my ear, and I'm no, like, oh, my God. No, no. What do you mean, burrowed its way in? How far deep in? Like, probably, like, I don't know. It was hitting my ear, like the ear canal, creeping <gasps> it up. It hit the eardrum. Are you lying? So I don't know how far that is. Are you lying? No, 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 no. I'm not lying. I'm oh, 100%. my God. Do you know what it might have been trying to whisper in your ear? What? 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 Good what morning! Was it <laughs> Good morning! <laughs> it's just like eating away at my brain basically at this point and I'm like looking at myself in the mirror saying like I cannot believe this thing happened oh what my do God. I do what do I do what do I do mm-hmm. and so I call my parents because mm-hmm. they like live in the same town as I do and I'm like hey dad um happy father's day can you meet me at the hospital <laughs> I got it I have a cockroach burrowed into my ear oh fuck and no, thank you. he's like what you there no thank you no <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly I screamed no thank you no thank you <laughs> and um then so my dad's like 
are you sure we have to go to the hospital? Yo, you know what you said to him? You were like, hey, papi, papi, please be quiet. <laughs> well, I should have said that because he freaking um, decided that he didn't want to take me to the hospital. What the fuck is he- wrong with your dad? <laughs> I'll tell you right now, if I ever have a child and they call me like, hey, I have a cockroach inside of my ear canal, I'll be like, um, hold up. I'm coming. I'm outside. I just honked. I'm, yeah. So what happened? Well, just cut, cut to so what happened. Tell us what happened. <laughs> he comes and picks me up, and then he takes me to his house, and he makes, like, this peroxide and water mixture <laughs> and thinks he can, can, like, rinse it out of my ear. See, the thing is, I don't think they understood <laughs> that it was a cockroach. Like how big, like a this is so disgusting. Butt. Does he get it out of your fucking air? Does your dad do Reiki? <laughs> Does he was he doing Reiki on it? <laughs> Did he hold his hand a foot from your ear and go, just stay still for a couple hours? I'm working on it. I'm working on the energy that's in your ear. <laughs> No, well, he, he kind of did. He like has me bent over the sink, Ooh. And he's slowly dr- dropping. Ooh. Not like that, Jesus. Oh, 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 My father is a good man despite his foolishness. Oh, 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 oh. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 well, okay, so just dropping the stuff into my ear. And it like leaks down through the canal of my ear hole, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, this whole time the cockroach is alive. No! <laughs> <laughs> Which actually is not a shock at this point. That is disgusting. D- Dustin, let us know what the what's up with those little motherfuckers. He said they're they robots, die. and they're just like. Hello, this is Burbank Podiatry <laughs> Wishing. Chelsea, <laughs> happy birthday. I wish. <laughs> okay, did I, he get it? I Please tell me what happened. Because that bastard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so the water is in there, right? Mm-hmm. And the cockroach realizes, oh shit, I am going to drown <laughs> in this full ear canal. So it starts to like burrow further in. No! Get away oh, from the water. Oh my God, your dad's I, an idiot. Yeah, I, I, so it hits my eardrum and it like heals me over my stomach, like lurches and I want to vomit and then <gasps> I stand up and scream at my father. I'm like, this is the worst idea you've ever had. How dare you do this to me? Blah, 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 blah. And, and he's like, oh shit. And he kind of just like realized that he's an idiot and walks away. And, and walks so away. Up, I, okay, go ahead, go ahead. My mom ends up taking me to the hospital. Oh, my God. Uh, where they walk me to the ER. I go into this back room. Oh, my God. On the way there, the cockroach has drowned in my ear. No! So I have a dead bug in my ear canal. Oh, my God. 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 Anyway. I'm actually comforted by that it being dead now. It's... At least there's that, but still, God oh. damn it. What if it had gone into your brain? I know. We wouldn't be having this conversation and it'd be so sad. So the cockroach was like, where am I? I don't need water. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. Uh, This, um, this like doctor walks in and he has blood on his like mock or on his, whatever he wears, his scrubs. And I'm like, dude, he was painting. No, no, no. <laughs> he he was... came. He left out of surgery to help me. Oh my like, god. Um. Anyway, he sticks this forceps <gasps> into my. He numbs it first, mm. and he sticks this forceps into my ear. Mm. And with like the little tweezer end, he finds it oh and god. crunches it no! pieces. Oh my god! I'm sorry. That is so fucking disgusting and unacceptable. I, <laughs> He didn't, not going to be able to sleep. Anymore. He didn't pull it out whole. No, he didn't pull it out whole. He uh, broke it into small pieces and then slowly, like, removed slivers from my ear uh, of this cockroach. Oh my so, god. like, when you hear that awful noise, when. Oh my god, Dustin, crunch. sleep in your headphones, buddy. Sleep in those headphones, little bud. That's what I, I try to every night from now on. No, you don't. 
You're right. I don't. Is this and story thing, real? Like, my apartment was very clean for a male household. Mm. I would say that it was like respectively clean. All my friends have bachelorette. I tell the story to a lot of people. Oh my anyway. God. Where are you located? New York? <laughs> no, I was in New Mexico when this happened. Oh God damn it. The desert. They're finding all liquid forms, which was my brain. Oh my God. We're like, uh, apparently in the shadow of they used DDT in the 70s and that's why like bed bugs and cockroaches are on their eyes so they sprayed all this stuff for like 10 years like DDT and then they found it was really bad for the environment and they campaigned against it so after 10 years uh, they, all the DDT did was kill off the weakest of the species and so basically we killed all the no. weak species of bed bugs and we darwined and it we darwined it and then we were like in the like 40 year evolution of them so now they're like super resilient so then the ones like the strongest ones like all the Arnold Schwartz Niggers of them, they they formed a little band outside of Dustin's apartment, and they were like, they were all just like, uh. <laughs> let's go! Wow. Well, well, listen. So, how's your hearing? Is it all perfect still? Yeah, it's all fine. They so they like end up. They stick like this vacuum on my ear at the end to just make sure that everything was out, mm-hmm. and it sucked all this liquid out, and I could see it the like legs and remains. No, but my my hearing is fine. But I don't know for how like if it's damaged that I'm going to realize later. When did this happen? It, it uh, like 2012, I'd say. God, that is so fucking nasty, man. Yeah. It. It was what so if it, aggressive to get away from that water that it literally, like, scratched up my ear canal. What is or your name? Blood. What's your name? Jacob. Jacob, what if that cockroach had somehow entered your bloodstream, and when you go to have a child now, it's half cockroach? I would say that. <laughs> Jacob's <laughs> My wife's giving birth, and there's two antennas appear. Yeah, and he's like, you out. thought you got me, Dad, but you didn't, and then he eats your wife's... No, I can't. Can't do that. I don't, my heart wasn't in it. Um, listen, Jacob. Listen. God bless your yeah. ear canal. Okay. Thank you. That is crazy. Yeah, it's been prayed over. Absolute opposite of a boring anecdote. And Thank you. oh my god. That's uh, all I, god, that's you know I what wanted. I feel like? I actually feel like that story did merit a jackpot. So um, yeah. here you go. Those are all roaches yeah, yeah. I'm so pumped right now. Oh my god. <laughs> was, I don't Turn want to say it, it was all worth it because I would never want that pain for anyone. Not even my worst enemies, but it could it, it's it hurt. Not as close it hurt it. a lot. It oh, hurt. yeah. It was when I walked in the hospital, they asked me, like, on a scale of one to ten, oh what would God. it be? So I was like, it was a nine. But oh this dummy is dead now. Oh, so my God. It's like a five. What what size was it? Like, was it the, the size of a normal big cockroach? No, it was about the size of a dime. Like, Ugh. maybe like a dime and then, and like another centimeter more. Lengthwise? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good Hello. size. Hey, oh. keep talking, Doc. Yeah. Well, keep talking. What was the coloration? Was it caramel complected? <laughs> oh, so many cockroaches. No, so many cockroaches out there are caramel complected, dulce de leche. <laughs> um, listen, um, what a wonderful call. You seem to be very blessed that that doctor got it out of there. What a disgusting. Did the doctor say this happens frequently or no? Uh, yes. He said, well, he said you'd be surprised oh at how often you have to do that. You're kidding me. He's Which like, would suck to be that doctor who they always have to call to do it. <laughs> like mix, I'd want to mix it up if I went to years of medical school, having to pull out cockroaches from people's ear. I'd be very frustrated. But then you're not a doctor, are you? 
That is a very good point. Just kidding. You're a great guy. Listen, Jacob, we got to go end this podcast, but that was one for the history books. I thank you for your call and stay safe. Guys, huge thank you to Joshua Rofay. One of the coolest names in show business. Does documentary filmmaking called... Is that show business? Probably not. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I urge you all to watch it. It's on iTunes and it's going to be on uh, television as well. Uh, Do you have a date for that yet or is that not out yet? September 1st is what we think it's looking like on Lifetime Movie Network. Okay, okay. They're trying to rebrand with the true crime, so we're going to help them do it. All right, guys. Dustin, you got to get out of that apartment. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> let you know what happens. Well, up a month you can now. sleep down here for one night. Thank you. In Staples Center. <laughs> I'll take you up on that. <laughs> okay. Um, guys, what a glorious day we've had together. Mm. Mm.